Like, I, I was trying to hook up with someone the other day, and, you know, I'm, like, a size queen, so I'm just, like, a big dick, and I'm, like, okay, like, so what's up, or would be, and so he was, like, yeah, like, I have a cum fetish, like, I like eating cum out of people's asses, I'm, like, okay, like, sure, I could get into that, whatever, it's cool, um, totally, and then he's, like, so where are you gonna do it, I'm, like, what do you mean, I'm, like, you just said ass, like, right, he wanted me to get fucked by someone else, and then come to him so he could eat the other person's cum out of my ass, which... It's hard enough to get one person to be like to want to fuck. So going to him and then going to the next person is not going to happen. So I'm like, just good luck with everything. It's just like, no. But first, a word from our sponsors. You know, you've made it in entertainment or are on your way out when you're helping dicks get and stay hard. Give your cock a natural performance boost with our sponsor, Joy Mode. No prescriptions, no drugs. It's just like a pre-workout, but for sex. Get 20% off your first order at usejoymode.com slash manwhore. Again, that's usejoymode, U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-N-E, <laughs> and use promo code manwhore at checkout. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Audio Desires, an erotic audio platform dedicated to giving you the best oral sex you can have. With hundreds of sexy stories in three different languages and a sleek, user-friendly design, Audio Desires is the right fit to get you in the mood. Enjoy 50% off an annual membership or 20% off a monthly membership when you use promo code MANHOR at audiodesires.com. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the MANHOR Podcast. Shout out to all you snuggly simps, the cuddly gimps, and all you pro-union pimps out there. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 ciao, buongiorno, as they say. I've been working on my Duolingo's. Anyone else on the Duolingo? Uh, come, come be friends with me over there. Uh, uh, my username is Man Whore Podcast, and I am really trying to cram in this Italian before I uh, before I go out there with my dad at the end of the month. See, my, my dad, when he was in his early 30s, he took his father to Italy because at that point he was this big, successful real estate businessman. And um, I talk about my dick for a living. Uh, so so we go. But I have to learn the Italian. So uh, as, as my Instagram folks have been seeing, I've been working on my Italiano, my, par, my Parlo Italiano. Ugh, I'm going to... Am I going to be speaking Italian with a gross Jersey accent? Hey, ciao, suck on my nuts. Can I get the vino? That's pretty much what my dad would sound like if he was responsible for learning any of the local language. Hi, everybody. Folks, this week on the podcast, I have got on multimedia artist, fellow podcaster, uh, community organizer, Laquan Dawson is on the show. Great conversation. Very excited to share this with you in a bit. A lot of really... <laughs> This one gave me some laws, a lot of really wild, funny, bad dates, and I'm just, there were a lot of moments in this where I was like, no, no, and we'll get to my conversation with Laquan in a little bit, but first, I want, I want to tell you about a little story from the weekend, so I, uh, I'm trying to get back in touch with that stay sluttiness, 
inside of me that uh, many of you all know and love so much, right? Trying to tap back into a guilt-free sexuality I once enjoyed. And, you know, we know I'm a big fan of Reddit, personal ads, okay? And I answered an ad recently of a woman looking for a ride to Show World. Show World's an adult theater in West Babylon, New York, Long Island. Um, shout out to Show World, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, they've got glory hole booths and open rooms with lots of porn playing on all these screens and the couches. And they even have a nudie booth. You can pay a chick to, like, get naked while you jerk off. And uh, and I guess they also sell crappy vibrators, too. Very popular spot. And this chick wanted to suck and fuck a bunch of dicks, but needed a ride from Brooklyn. Saturday night, she hit me up for a ride, and I, and I go pick up this super cutie, this, this cute mixed chick with a red pixie cut and fishnets, and, uh, and the first thing she said in the car was, oh my god, you're actually cute. <laughs> uh, she said I looked normal, but uh, that, that that was a good thing. Um, she had done this before, going to a porno theater to suck and fuck some strangers, you know, we had about an hour in the car together to talk about her last couple of times doing this and hook it up on Reddit and asking if I could cover her admission, which I politely told her I would if gas wasn't $5 a gallon. Uh, the, and by the way, to those of you who are like, isn't she going to suck your dick? Yeah, in exchange for a ride. Okay, there's already a bartering system in place. We do not need to add currency to this whole thing. And if you still think that's fucked up, well, you know what? Later, I would find out that she's a sugar baby and she's getting six grand a month. I think she can handle putting 20 in my gas tank. Chivalry in this economy? Ah, well, you know, we, but we also talked about like how she wanted the experience to go down because I told her, hey, in my opinion, this is your fantasy that I'm just being a part of. So like you lead the way on this. Uh, you know, you let me know if I'm playing bodyguard, what, what do you want to do when somebody wants to leave? I'm, I'm down. I'm kind of in for the ride. Uh, and we put, so we pull up to show world around 1130 Saturday night and she led us into the, the first room. You stop at the, the desk and you pay the, your admission charge and it's got a line of video booths and there's a, a scattering of surprisingly masked men. The COVID masking policies both were helping men protect themselves from COVID, but also protect themselves from being outed to their wives that they, who surely did not know they were probably at this theater. And, but, but as soon as we, you know, we get into the booth and we started making out and these thirsty men just immediately congregate around, they're pulling back the, you ever see ants swarm to a piece of candy on the sidewalk in the summertime? It was a lot like that. Uh, then they're pulling the curtain back, even though we had it closed and we had a nice creepy little audience watching her give me a blowjob. <laughs> and I'm so scatterbrained and like used to this type of absurd shit, by the way, that I'm getting head with a half dozen dudes standing three feet away, watching, tugging on their their little dicks. They were little dicks, the few that I saw. It doesn't, it's not a judgment. It's just the reality. I'm trying to paint a picture for everybody. And so I'm getting head and there's, there's these dudes are right there and they're tugging on their cocks. And all I could think of was like, oh, that's Joanna Angel on the screen. I need to reach out again to have her on the podcast. <laughs> And eventually, uh, and eventually this, uh, this like thick, big black cock slid through the glory hole and I turned her attention to it. She was here on a mission. I would hate to be a distraction from that mission. So, um, you know, she starts sucking this random dude and I got on my knees to rub her cunt and finger her and just encourage her to be this total slut she told me she wanted to be. 
And there's like an immediate intimacy with a whole scene like this, you know? Because even though I'd only met the woman about an hour ago, it doesn't mean that we can't bring empathy and concern and trust to the ordeal. Yeah, and I, like I'm in, I'm in this glory hole booth with my dick out feeling someone's pussy squeeze around my fingers while she sucks off a stranger. But I'm also keeping myself hyper aware of like the onlookers and how closer they get in. And, you know, does she seem annoyed by them looking on? How's her body reacting to what I'm doing? Maybe that's extra of me. I don't know. My brand might just be gentleman pervert, I guess. Eventually, she uh, she asks if I want to go in the neighboring booth. So I leave her alone in there and I like fight my way through the crowd. Honestly, it was like I was a running back with the football. Like, I'm, tr- I'm truly trying to push my way through a crowd of dudes who won't stop crowding to watch Anyways, I fucking men are horrid, but I leave her in the thing and I go and I stand, I eventually get out and I go to the next booth to wait my turn. It's like a football huddle outside the curtain, but with their fat little dicks out. One dude signals to me if he can go in. And I'm like, I'm not her keeper. You ask her. <laughs> um, apparently he tried to fuck her unsuccessfully. It didn't feel like that long, but eventually she popped out and uh, signaled me to come into the booth. And again, like she is outside of the booth curtain she is signaling clearly to somebody and nobody wants to move is like a new york city subway it's like why is everyone standing in front of the four train how do you expect anyone to get out of the train so you can get in the train move you stupid fuck no consideration for anybody else but i (laughs) fight my way back in the booth she dropped to her knees again to finish me off and then like right after i came she whispered in my ear that she wanted to leave And, and we couldn't have been in there more than like 10 or 15 minutes like this this was a particularly short trip and, you know, as we made our way out, she's even apologizing to all the guys for not sucking their dicks. Clearly, she was raised in a polite household. Turns out, she wasn't feeling as super slutty as she thought she'd be. And wasn't in the mood to drown in cum like she was the other two times she'd gone there. She shared with me that she missed her ex-boyfriend. And I miss my ex-girlfriend. And we both spent our drive home to Brooklyn talking about how we miss our people. I'm glad she left when she realized that, you know, it's, it's always okay to cancel and say no, even when she gets started, because you got to take care of yourself first, folks, fuckers, you whores, you scallywinks, you harlots, got to take care of yourself. Us codependents have a hard time disappointing people, especially if we feel obligated to make them come. I miss wallet, no lady so fucking much. And, um... You know, sometimes I can go to a sex party and like force myself to flirt with new people and feel like a sexual being. And other times I can't bring myself to give a shit about fucking anybody new because like I know it won't hold a candle to her. Some say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. But this woman really forged a link between my cock and my heart, a link that makes it hard not to think about her with my cock in a stranger's mouth on Long Island. While I watch Tommy Pistol making someone squirt through a cloudy cum-stained TV screen. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, this was funny. Um, backing out of the parking lot, I got into a little fender bender with another guy packing out of his spot. Like, we were, like, perpendicular to each other. And so, you know, we made contact, and we got out of our cars, looked at the damage, looked at each other, looked at the porno theater sign, and then back at the damage. Dude was like, uh, we don't need to get insurance involved in this, right? I mean, it was his taillight that was busted. My my car was fine. And I told him we could avoid the awkward Geico phone call if he wanted to. Dude didn't even make me pay for the thing. He just was like, just don't tell my wife. That's us. I was like, sure, man. Shout out to sexual shame for saving me a hike on my insurance premiums. Holler. 
Okay. Um, little controversy going on in the champagne room. Whoa. If you're not aware, the champagne room is our super free, super fun, super sex. You know, when I when I say it now, I hear Chuck from a couple weeks ago saying it, and then I'm like, oh man, do I say Okay. Then I now I feel foolish and predictable. But if you don't know, uh, the Champagne Room is our free, sex-positive, very supportive, very fun Discord server. See, I mixed up the words. And uh, <laughs> in there, a user joined on uh, on Monday. And the user's name is <laughs> at Billy is a fucking idiot. I know nothing about them. There's no profile picture. There's no uh, name. Just at Billy is a fucking idiot user number 1912 or whatever. And I was like, gosh, I got to know who you are. And I can't wait for whatever kind of trolling this is going to be. And I got to tell you, people in the champagne room are also like, who the fuck is it? Some of them think it's me. They're like, I, maybe Billy fucking made an alternate account to drum up some controversy. And folks, I wish I had that sort of drive. Somebody in here thinks it could be like one of my exes or somebody I maybe ignored at a sex party one person thought it was Andrea Allen, but um, as of now, it's been like almost uh, a full 24 hours, and at Billy is a fucking idiot, hasn't posted anything yet. And if it was Andrea, she would have said something hilarious by now. Uh, Andrea is also like, please keep me abreast of the Champagne Room updates. Uh, yeah, so we're very excited about this. And uh, so if you want to come join the Champagne Room and see what someone has to say about how I'm a fucking idiot, of which I do not disagree introduce yourself today and you can use the invite link manhorpod.com slash discord you can connect with uh, over 500 fellow fan whores in there yeah last week we broke the 500 mark that's so dope what else is dope is supporting me and the manhor podcast on patreon yep this is the fan whore appreciation moment right now i'm showing some appreciation some love i'm giving a shout out to brianna nah Mmm, Brianna's been bringing some tig old biddies to the peep show, uh, hopefully making Chrissy feel less alone as the, because <laughs> Chrissy also got big old titties and she'll be the first, second and fourth person to tell you so. Uh, but Brianna, I hope you've been enjoying the peep show. We have certainly been enjoying you and thank you for supporting, supporting what I'm, my tongue's doing all sorts of weird things since du Duolingo stuff started supporting yes thank you for supporting the man whore podcast on patreon means the world to me so become a member today for as little as two dollars a month at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash man whore podcast and now for this week's guest laquan dawson um i met laquan maybe six years ago something like that five six years ago uh, he was dating my one of my roommate at the time, a, a fella I lived with for, I don't know, probably four years. And so Laquan would be in my orbit a lot. And Laquan, uh, like his ex, like my former roommate, like me, also an artist, also very sex positive, also like fairly slutty vibes. So we kind of all gelled in, in that kind of way. Learned a lot about boy butter from that couple. Last year, he made uh, the Out 100 list. Uh, he was one of 11 creators, quote, queering entertainment behind the scenes. And like, 
you know, sometimes listicles are just listicles, but like, yo, Laquan is up there legit next to fucking uh, Clea Duvall and Lana Wachowski of Matrix fame. And then it's like Laquan Dawson. I was like, look at you. This motherfucker here. He's also uh, one of the co-hosts of the Him podcast. I think y'all will enjoy my conversation with Laquan Dawson. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Joy Mode. You know, in my conversation with Laquan Dawson, you're going to hear him complain about, you know, he's he's just he's just a bottom out there. He's just a bottom boy trying to get fucked. And so many of his partners are getting nerves. They're losing erections. You know what those men needed? Some Joy Mode. Yes. Joy Mode sexual performance booster is like a pre-workout mix, but for sex. It's all natural and science-backed. It doesn't have a bunch of kind of ooh wacky chemicals with their weird side effects and four-hour erections, which always sound like a great idea until like three hours in, you're getting woozy because there's not enough blood circulation to your head. Again, Joy Mode is all natural, designed to support erection quality and firmness and sex drive. I feel like, you know, before Laquan left, I should have slipped him a Joy Mode pack and be like, next time, put this in his drink. Consensually, consensually, 30 to 45 minutes before sexual activity. Um, <laughs> anyways, with Joy Mode, you'll notice better blood flow, better erection quality, and firmness. You know what I took before heading out to Show World? get my dick sucked by that lady in front of a bunch of people i took some joy mode yes i did so if you want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance do it naturally without the nasty prescription drugs joy mode has a special offer for the fan whore nation go to use joymode.com slash man or enter man at checkout for 20 percent off your first order that is a deal folks give it a try i personally have been using this product and I think you'll see results too. So again, that's use usejoymode.com slash manwhore for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Joy Mode. I have to say it, it's highlighted. So it's like a requirement in my contract to say thanks, Joy Mode. And thus here I am saying thanks. But truly, thank you, Joy Mode. And folks, I have one more announcement about Patreon peeps. Uh, this is fun. This is new. This is exciting. Next Thursday, June 23rd, we're going to have our very first old school porn movie night in the Champagne Room exclusively for patrons. And the first movie we're going to watch together uh, is Deep Throat, a classic. I have still not seen uh, most of it. So uh, shout out to our friends at hotmovies.com, promo code MANWAR, if you want some free minutes when you sign up. Longtime, old-time sponsor of the pod um, has given me a shit ton of minutes, and so so long as I don't get an angry email about it, uh, I <laughs> we are going to, we are going to, they have a lot of retro pornos. The old school stuff with the plots, with character development, with a day new fucking mon. And so once a month for my patrons, uh, we're going to hang out in the champagne room uh, and we're, we, you can jerk off to the porn if you want to. You can talk over the porn and we can roast it together. Uh, we'll have a good time. 18 plus only members, okay? Any of you using your parents' credit card, please don't put me in prison and show up. Uh, <laughs> so again, become a member today. Link your Discord account and join us next Thursday, June 23rd, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And let's watch the same porno that Jack Kennedy watched. Because, um, you know, I'm a patriot. 
Now let's get to the show. Uh, really glowing up as like New York artistic queer superstar. Yeah. Laquan or Dawson. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I mean, they, you know, <laughs> like I said, it was just like one day, like your day in my roommate. And then the next day it's like out 100. I'm yeah. like, yeah, fucking Laquan. I don't know about one day and then one day. Nah. <laughs> Oh, you've been There's working a lot hard. of days in between. <laughs> sure, yeah, but I, I meant like I wasn't around for the for a lot of those days Facts. in between. Facts. This is the first time I've seen you since Central, I would yeah, imagine. So since sure. uh, a while back. Yeah, for sure. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you too. I'm just, it's very. I really enjoy uh, watching your career online and just <laughs> following. I'm like cheerleading you on from I over love here. That. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was on your shop and I saw that you're selling a print. Of like basically your hand and a lot of pubes for hundred and seventy five dollars, and I thought, buy them. what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I wore a hoodie with um, like a picture from my birthday shoot um, mm-hmm. on it, a picture of me from my birthday shoot on it, and like some po- poem on the back or something. I wore it to the airport, and this man walks up to me. And he's like, "Who is that? Who is that on your hoodie?" I was like, "Oh, that's me." And he's like, "Oh." can i buy this somewhere i was like oh yeah sure um and he's like do you sell it and i'm like yeah sure so i like um like the website is like on the hoodie so he's like can i take a picture of it so i don't forget so he took a picture of it and then like 15 minutes later he bought the print so the hoodie is like 45 dollars maybe but like a print is like 175 and he bought like the print of the picture and then emailed me later because he is like he makes pearls like pearl necklaces like actual ones <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't just come on it, people's chest. right no 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 and he like strung this whole thing of like pearls and mailed them to me like as a gift or whatever for like being visible and whatever whatever i don't know it was cool and how, how do i sell a print for 175 dollars just, just put it on there i can't i have a hard time selling a dick video for ten dollars yeah it's like i was like <laughs> no capitalism is a very difficult endeavor i'm not gonna lie it's difficult to understand like what are people purchasing and why um and trying to like feel that out so i'm kind of just like have items and artwork and content if you will and like all the things in all the different areas and whatever people like feel like paying for they pay for and then just let it be as opposed to like pushing anything too much isn't it cool how uh uh, porn is just called content now i wasn't referring to porn but um (laughs) wait do you not have an OnlyFans? yeah but i haven't posted on it in months same yeah so i'm kind of i kind of fell off like i don't i'm not sexually active honestly at all outside of masturbation and so it kind of just got boring for me right <laughs> um but it was like a nice little like 200 dollars in my account every monday or whatever it ended up being yeah i i dropped off i think it sounds like a similar time i started dropping off when i was having like strife in my my most recent relationship and yeah, i started feeling less sexy and less yeah, like totally. ugh. so i'm like i don't even want to jerk off yeah, that's but even thing. before then you gotta get creative like when you're like a dude with an only fans who's not like a quote-unquote porn star because it's like you can do a jerk off video and then you do something with your butt mm-hmm. and then you do another jerk off video but then you just have to like think of interesting places to come Oh my god! Right, like yeah. I like one morning I was like, I don't know. I came on a piece of toast. There must be a market for that, you know. <laughs> there probably is. There definitely seems to be a market for a lot of things. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, you know, I you know I don't know your background artistically though. I know you know like where you come from, like and how you entered into my world. But mm-hmm. like, 
how'd you get started with this like really a raw like because you don't just do photography i mean you're mm-hmm. your photography is very sexual without being overtly sexual um yeah i don't know so honestly when i was in high school um i was like one of the tumblr kids trying to be like a little tumblr hottie when i was fucking 15 <laughs> with my little 15 year old six pack and shit so like honestly just started taking pictures like that like when i was younger and that kind of led into like a photography career um where i started taking like people senior pictures in high school and in college and um like shit around campus and then i started doing kind of fashion stuff um and yeah, kind of like when I le- when I got to New York and once I was like leaning into like my full gayness and like trying to understand like what a sexual life looks like, um, somehow like the, the self-portrait stuff I started taking and the pictures that people started requesting for me to take of them um, started leaning more erotic. And I think a lot of that has to do with one, my like an urge or a need to kind of express that way because of a lack of comfortability comfortability um sexually like with people in person and so um yeah i don't really trust a lot of like people with my body my physical body Mm -hmm. um so like you can see a picture and that's cool but it's like it takes a lot for me to like actually go to someone's house or let them touch me because the times i have kind of gone there um it's been kind of scary or like ridiculous or not pleasurable or wait are you harmful. suggesting that men are scary yeah yeah <laughs> they are they are um a lot of people are a lot of people are but like for example um uh, just like men and men don't respect boundaries like i've gone out to clubs before um and like i'll they'll like ask me if i if i want to dance or something or they'll be trying to like feel on me i'm like no thanks keep your hands above here and they don't really take no for an answer for real and so sometimes or historically i have been like afraid to go by myself and i'm kind of breaking out of that slowly um but like i've always like wanted someone to be there to kind of protect me and separate me Mm -hmm. just because that's what what my experience was was like having someone there to protect me is how I got out of the situation um, that I didn't want to be in. And so, um, yeah, I just, just like, okay, I want to feel sexy, but I can't do that in a bedroom. And so I have to kind of, I got to find a different way to do it and be creative, like find somewhere else to come yeah. like toast. So, um, you know, that's kind of where that kind of came from. Yeah. But you have like, you have a different, much more artistic vision of like your nude body whereas in like your standard dude who sends news it's like it's a lifted shirt in the mirror showing like the abs or it's a dick pic taken straight down yeah no no respect for composition they don't care if there's yeah. a toilet bowl directly under it there's no, they don't right care. there's <laughs> like playing around with angles jesus like having the only fans made me realize oh a good angle of my dick is like front facing camera right in front of it <laughs> oh because that's what it looks like when they're on their knees in front ah i get it now, right you know <laughs> no what, what what's kind of interesting and funny about that too is like um I had lost a lot of weight after I got diagnosed as a type one diabetic. Mm -hmm. And once I like started gaining the weight back, I was like under, I was like looking at my body in a different way. I'm like, okay, like it's different now. Um, And I'm never going to be the Abercrombie and Fitch model, six pack, big chest, big arm kind of like, that's just not what my body does. And that's Mm -hmm. not what it looks like. I tried to do it when I was a kid and it's just not, not what it looks like. So I had to find a different way to feel sexy in this body um not being like looking like the rock or some shit um so that's kind of where a lot of that those pictures came from just kind of finding um beauty in 
what just what body I actually do have, which has also created like a struggle and like a kind of dysphoria, dysmorphia kind of thing that just is really, really hard to, to shake some days. I'm on a I'm on a up right now. I could feel good about it now. But some days I'm just like, shit. I, and, and especially when I have so many pictures where it looks good. And then in real life on some days, I'm like, damn, I fell off. And so it's like, I can't wear the belly shirt today. Or I can't wear the shorts today because I don't either. I'm too skinny now again because the weight goes up and down or I gain too much weight in my belly to feel comfortable in the small ass shirts that I'd be wearing. So that's kind of like a thing I'm going. I always go back and forth with. And that's what the photography and doing erotic stuff helps me with, too, um, as much as it kind of hurts, too. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you took like. Not those Tumblr, like, hey, here's my abs shots. But the first time you took, like, an artistic shot of yeah. your body and was like, damn, I look good. Yeah. So it was it was right. At, it was, like, shortly after I had gained the weight, Um, after, like, they got my medicine together for the diabetes. And, and like, um, age range, what are we talking about? How old are you around? 23. So, okay. Like, just after college. Yeah. Okay. Maybe 23. Well, I moved to New York. Well, college was pretty much done at, like, 21, 22. Mm -hmm. But, like... So like around 23 um, and you were on Central and I remember like I had printed it was before this moment, but I remember I had printed some pictures because I got invited to be a part of this exhibit called um, The Sexual Object. Mm -hmm. And so like it was like erotic focus kind of um, work. And I had had what well, was like cutting out some prints in your living room. And you're like, do you have scoliosis? And I'm like, you <laughs> mother I, I said fucker. That. Yes, you did. Oh and I was like. I didn't think it was funny. I was mad. Other people thought it was hilarious. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe it does give that. You definitely said that. And I was like, oh, but it was from that set of pictures. And that was my first time. Kind Wait, of I, sh I shat on <laughs> the first time you looked at photos and thought you looked amazing. It was the first shoot. I'm so it sorry. Was the, it was the first shoot. It wasn't the first time. Like I had taken the pictures like months or maybe even years before that moment. Okay. But I, but those pictures from that first time, um, you did shit on. I, like, I'm so, I feel like <laughs> it a, probably wasn't the first time either. Was, but but it was funny. It a was chunk like, of my existence is finding out years later I said something <laughs> that seems horrible now, and I go, I'll oh, never God. forget. <laughs> I will never forget. So I was staring at. It, I'm like. Cause it's just like a picture of my ass. It's like pink and orange or whatever. And I'm just thinking like scoliosis. I'm Googling pictures of scoliosis. I'm like, does it look like that? <laughs> trying to play with angles. Well, I apologize. It's fine. Posthumously. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, was there a part of your body in particular that you looked at in those shots and was like, Oh my, this is like this that like, like, looking at it and realizing that something looked good you didn't think was good before. Yeah. I didn't really, um, feel like i had a butt before i don't think and so I, it really was just like oh my god i kind of got like my dad and my grandma's ass because they got kind of like heavy butts um and and so like when i kind of like pick mine up and it's just like you feel like a little drop because i'm a small person but mm -hmm. compared like proportionally at least um i was like okay it's giving ass and i'm gay conveniently so <laughs> like that's something that people are attracted to so at least i you know got the thing i mean not if for I'm nothing not, I'm like not i'm straight and like chicks dig a little donk on a guy too i've been, yeah. I, i've learned <laughs> yeah well um i have talked to my mom about like guys with nice butts like straight guys and she's like yeah i don't really care if they have like a nice butt um, i was like oh okay and a lot of my friends kind of say it too like it's nice to look at but like they don't they're not gonna do anything with it oh my and god so i'm like well that's sucks Jeez, I, I guess i have a i have a thing for women who are just very grabby very peggy as well i heard i have still not been pegged you I've, haven't yet i mean look i've look people have been all up in my ass with toys oh and fingers and such but i still <laughs> am saving pegging for like 
a special uh, the one i thought mm-hmm. i met her yeah who knows in the future if that maybe you back. did maybe you didn't she was 100 <laughs> percent the person i was going to have pegged me and also i mean you remember Paige, right mm-hmm. previously probably like if Paige and i had worked out long term like that it would have been her uh-huh. she very much wanted to uh-huh. uh and then this woman that what we call her wallet note lady she was gonna be the i was like Oh, I want her to peg me one day. Mm-hmm. I was like, it will lead up to her. But oh then, gosh. you know. Oof. I feel like I have a friend who's like um trying to inch their way into asking me, like if they could peg me. I don't know if I would do it. I've never done that before. A chick friend? Huh? Uh they're not my name. Okay. But um I'm just like, I don't know. Like I'm like, I I feel as though I don't want to get too I don't even want to say adventurous, but I don't want to get too far from being a bottom until I feel like I have been sexually utilized in this way. And I feel like I have not been yet. And so I'm like, I'm not going to go be a top yet because I have not lived my bottom life yet. Well, they want you to peg them or they want to peg you? No, I think they want to peg me. Right. But I'm not going to. Oh, I guess it's still bottoming. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what's the adventurous part? You're fucked in the ass by like a non-biocock? Like, is that the Well, (laughs) just like a like a, a non penis. Like, but attached to a person still. Yeah, but imagine now if that, like, that dick didn't go soft. You didn't have to worry about that no, dick right, giving you a disease. That happened. And, that, uh, that and that dick was well. never going to come too soon. Oh, it's, both, just, it's for as long things. as their hips can <laughs> handle it, you know? Maybe I'll do it then. Maybe I'll do it when I put think it that you way. should. <laughs> have you hooked up with if them they before? Ask, no, I have not. No, we don't have that kind of relationship. Wait, what makes you think that they're, like, feeling that out? Um... Just like subliminal texts and just like saying kind of like expressing that they're like attracted to me, but also saying like, I have something I want to ask you, but I'm going to ask you later. And maybe I'm jumping the gun. So it might not be that at all. (laughs) I mean, are they randomly texting you pictures of a strap on? No, 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 no. That would be a very clear. They're pretty good about boundaries. (laughs) They're pretty clear about boundaries. I might just be like jumping the gun with with thinking they want to ask that. But um. (laughs) have you been with anyone with a pussy before? Like in high school, but like sexually, no. Well, I mean, that's what, yeah, sexually. I Mm, mean, yeah. No, no, no. No, I haven't. No? Did you ever get close? No, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say so because when I was dating women um, or anyone with a pussy, I was in high school and a little bit in college, but I thought that it was illegal to have sex, like if you were under 21 years old. And I was never attracted to. Who told you that? and And I was never attracted to anyone who was like under 21 years old even when i was under 21 year old for real like sexually so i didn't really do any of that i didn't have sex until i was 20 for i lost my virginity and then i was with a person for like four years and i only had sex with them so wait who told you you couldn't do it to twice they were ohio's weird they're like have a gun at whenever but right (laughs) you can't fuck when i was in middle school like one of my best friends and his girlfriend like got in trouble because they were sending news to each other and they got like a a big 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 trouble and it was like a whole thing in our middle school um so it's like that's illegal you can go to jail so i just kind of stayed away from that um yeah plus my dad was pretty strict Mm. My dad was pretty strict and like, I don't know. I was just, chill- I was chilling. I had a bunch of brothers. I don't really, that wasn't something I was interested in. And honestly, all the boys in my school were so unattractive. And so it wouldn't have made me want to come out the closet any sooner anyway. Um, so I was chilling. <laughs> you put off just such incredibly sexual vibes, both like with your work online, with, uh, you know, the podcast that you're on. I mean, even now, like you've got a necklace that says freak. Oh, it does say that. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot. I've been, I've been someone's oh, being like, what's with gosh. the glitter? I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. That's mm-hmm. all. Uh, but 
you know, like it sounds like uh, in your actual sex life, it's not as freaky as someone who would perceive your work might guess. Well, the reason being is that when I don't do meth, uh, <laughs> what does that have to do with it? Just like when I show up to a function where I think I'm going to be freaky and like the person is doing meth the whole time, I'm like, I'm going to go. You're obviously busy. I don't get down like that. Is I'm not- that happening that often? It's happened once. It's happened once. I've had, um, I've like linked up when I was out of town. I like linked up with someone from an app and they arrived looking a little different from the picture, a lot ashier. And they had a house arrest bank, ankle, like monitor on their ankle. And I'm like, Jesus. And then the, one of the last times I tried to hook up with someone, they were like, um, like we were just hanging out at first. And then like slowly we like just started getting like a little hotter. And then he's like, I have to tell you something though. And I was like, what's up? And he's like, I have an STD. So if we have sex, like we have to wear a condom. I'm like, we are not having sex then. Like you're not, no, like it's not a full proof. Like, no, why did you even come over here? I'm still hung up on the ankle bracelet. No, uh, seriously. Wait, can, tell us seriously. what was that situation? No, seriously, it was like a moment of desperate rock bottom. Truly, um, <laughs> of me just like every time I try to get fucked, it's either STD, dick goes soft because they have a boyfriend that they didn't tell me about until later, and they're like feeling guilty in the moment, mm-hmm. or dick goes soft because they're older, or um, the meth. Or just like ever, ever, or they're a every, felon or whatever, ev- or a fucking felon. It's like, how did you even get over here without getting electrocuted or something? I thought there were rules. Did you ask? Did you ask? I did him not like, ask. I did not want to get murdered because, as previously mentioned, I'm fearful. Um, I did not want to like set him off, but I just was like, oh, I'm exhausted. You can finish up. I'll get you some water. You can just. Oh, so you your- you hook up? Like we started to, yeah, and then I saw it. Like he had pants on before. And I'm like, oh, no, it wasn't a full ass hookup, but it definitely was my rock bottom. And I was very embarrassed and sad. I'm sure he's a great person. You know, I'm just going by the, you know, the faulty ass justice system. Maybe what he did was not his fault. That has nothing to do with me. I don't want to partake you know in but the reason is like you don't know if it's a violent crime and I you don't, don't want to ask and it. i don't know how you got okay. over here you know it didn't explain it it's, maybe it was some simple was, tax fraud it could have been totally innocent yeah <laughs> even that even that even that like i there's a boy i've been interested in and he hasn't i know that he hasn't done his taxes in years and um i don't want to say it's a deal breaker but it's definitely like if he wanted to be serious with me, it is one thing that I would have to confront and co- and I would have to consider because like someone like I haven't done my taxes yet for this year. I extended them to October, but you can't just be like not doing your taxes for many years. It's just I feel like at some point it's going to affect the relationship. It's like this is not just about you and me. It's about you, me and Uncle Sam. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> what if we want to move in together or something? It doesn't sound possible or <laughs> did your credit score go up today because i don't know oh wow <laughs> and there was one time i was in miami and i was trying to hook up with a guy and he hit me up like he got there and he was like pretty much asking me if i was okay to record and i was like mm, no i don't do that like i don't record like i like i might have like two videos of me having sex with another person mm-hmm. from like more than three years ago probably four years ago and um you know, just not for other people. And it's just not, it's just not a thing I do. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, just take a pic, take a video of me, like in this, in this mirror then or whatever. So I just took a video of him in the mirror. He's like, had a shirt off. He had shorts on and stuff. And I was like on the side and he's like begging me to send him the video. I'm like, this video is not 
it's not that good you could take the video honestly and like i'm gonna you know crop it first and then i'll send it to you whatever and he's like trying to like grab my phone well mind you he's six five mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not six five and so he's a very he's asking man. you to take videos of yourself in no, front of him of, no not of myself of him okay of him and then there was like one little kind of set co- corner where like i was like in the corner or whatever and i didn't want to be associated because like he's kind of he's kind of freaking me out um so he's yelling at me he's telling me i'm a nobody he's saying i'm nothing he's saying like i'm broke and i'm staying in this shitty hotel which was i thought it was cute it was pretty cute and then you're and, like and he's cheese like, <laughs> click and he no this was before <laughs> this was after um and he's like and he's like uh, i'm staying at like a ocean view blah 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 over here and i'm famous and you're nobody and blah 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 just like dogging my shit he's like i was trying to give you free promo and your waist would away like screaming at me and i'm standing in the doorway waiting for him to leave like hoping that and it's broad daytime too um so i'm just like hopefully like the hotel staff like if anything gets crazy but i was really really scared and i'm like please just leave and i'm like where's my husband because i don't really need to be in these streets doing this because it just doesn't make me feel good it doesn't make me feel safe it's not fun and yeah it's just not and so those reasons are why i don't like almost ever have sex do you wish you felt safe enough to be freakier than you are yeah and and i feel like and I feel like I am. I just don't get to. I feel like I am pretty freak. I just don't get to express it because every time it's like it's just like a thing. And I haven't even had um, like outside of outside of my, you know, my relationship that I um, was in. I haven't really. Yeah, I just haven't had that much sex, really. I haven't really like had any consistent enough sex for us to experiment with each other like I, w- I was trying to hook up with someone the other day and you know i'm like a size queen so i'm just like big dick and i'm like okay like so what's up um or would be and so he was like yeah like i have a cum fetish like i like eating cum out of people's asses i'm like okay like sure i could get into that whatever it's cool um totally and then he's like so where are you gonna do it and i'm like what do you mean well like, you just said ass like right he wanted me to get fucked by someone else and then come to him so he could eat the other person's come out of my ass, which it's hard enough to get one person to be like to want to fuck. So going to him and then going to the next person is not going to happen. So I'm like, just good luck with everything. It's just like, no, it's too much of a chase. It's too much of a hunt. And then I'm like more feminine presenting, even mm-hmm. though I'm a fucking boy. Um, I'm still more feminine presenting than other people. And everyone's not attracted to that and they're pretty open about their non-attraction to that and so that's the thing that i deal with and blah 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 (laughs) yeah you know there is that stereotype like i know i know better but there's that stereotype that like gay men are just fucking all the time there's sex non-stop they all want the sex all the time damn that might be a thing just not with me (sighs) that's just not with me and like any even when I just like only want to have sex with the person, they st- I still get like curved. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I have no idea. Because even everyone, you said everyone's always telling me like, oh, you're so hot, you're so mm-hmm. sexy, whatever, whatever. And there's never a trigger pulled. <laughs> but even you said you were like, it's hard enough to find one person who wants to fuck. It's like, yeah, may- maybe, <laughs> maybe gay dudes are not as like endlessly slutty as uh the general population likes to think yeah i don't think that they i don't think that they are i think that some people are for sure um it's like three guys who are making everyone look slutty (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's a lot of very slutty people i just don't know what their sex lives look like i think the 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 actual intercourse part of the gay man's life is a little bit more of a mystery than like it seems because we might have um 
might have like circuit parties and the bathhouses and all that stuff but like probably like the last four times i've been to a bathhouse i didn't touch anyone or didn't get touched i kind of just like swam in the pool and just like was naked and like sometimes that's just a part of it sometimes it's just dressing slutty and going to Mm -hmm. a party um or just like watching other people like at um like at a circuit party in like the dark room or whatever but um I can really only speak to myself for myself though so i don't really know what everyone else's sex lives are because yeah. i'm not part of them no of course of course but even and then even in your 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 occasional quest to to freak out you run into some stuff yeah <laughs> uh you said you had a date recently that went a little awry yeah by the way are you cold oh my god no, you I'm are not. or not? I'm not. Okay. I'm good. Because I'm I'm now fine, so I can turn that off if you're shivering. No, no, my temperature's fine. I'm good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yes. So there's this boy, very, very nice boy. He's very, very, very beautiful. Um and he's very nice, and he had been trying to take me on dates. And we went on a couple dates. Like I and I don't usually say yes to going on dates because either I'm just not interested, I'm not emotionally ready. I'm not attracted. Um, they're skis. They've dated friends or whatever the thing is. Um, but this boy is like nice and he's been persistent and, um, you know, whatever, whatever. So, so I went on this date with him and it's not our first time going on a date, but it's one of the times. While there are a couple red flags that I had for him as far as him being a good, as far as him being a bad listener or in that moment, a bad listener, whatever. Um, we went on this other date. Um, which kind of adds to him being not a great listener. Mm. Uh, so I had already told him where I was at emotionally. I'm like, I'm still healing from X, Y, Z. Like, I still need to, you know, I can't give you like a ton, a ton of things. I'm kind of focusing on myself, my work, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. The typical fuckboy like response. Sure. But it was honest. And so I had to go to this event with my homegirl first. Um, she was reading poems somewhere. And then I was going to meet him for this date afterwards. So he's a dancer and um because i usually like dancers and writers uh, somehow everyone i'm ever like very interested in ends up being either a dancer or a writer and um we go into this empty dance studio it's like pitch black there's uh candles lit everywhere there's like a hundred candles lit and there's like a table in the middle of the dance um in the dance uh, studio and i was definitely overwhelmed immediately because i'm like this i feel like i'm about to get proposed to like i felt like i was about to get like proposed to but that's so sweet yeah it would be sweet if i hadn't (laughs) said all the other stuff about like wanting to keep it cute and like go a certain pace like this is a proposal date it felt like and like it and i was triggered in my like i'm still healing i'm still moving on i'm like i wish someone else would have done this who i had put in mad years with um there's because there's two people who i put a lot of work into a relationship and not that I needed them to do that exact thing, but it would have been more appropriate in my mind, in my healing mind, mm-hmm. if one of them would have done it, and it would have made sense, and I would have felt like I deserved it. In this moment, I didn't feel like I deserved it from him, and I felt like he was emotionally dumping on me a little bit, which leads me to, um, so we have like, <laughs> so. I, I locked in on the emotional part of emotional dumping. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and. <laughs> so there, there was food there. There was like food on the table or whatever. Um, there's like broccoli on the table, so I didn't eat it. Cause I think, I think that, I think that you're not supposed to eat broccoli on a date. And I, so I was like, <laughs> I already knew that. So I'm like, I'm not going to eat the broccoli. Um, so I didn't really like eat the food, we, but we're chatting, chatting. And it was like a multi-part date. 
So it's the food part. Then we smoked a joint in the um in the window of the of, like the bathroom window. Like we could sit on the edge. It was in Soho and like look at the sky. It was mad cute and romantic. Honestly. He had an itinerary. Yeah, he did. No, he's a planner. <laughs> um, and so after that part, like he wanted us to do like play with like these color gels in the space with some lights and do like a little photography thing. And so I brought my film camera and we like took some pictures, whatever. Which it was a little bit weird because it was only me taking pictures of him. And the film ended up blank anyway, so whatever. It was my first time using a film camera. But I did feel kind of weird because it felt like I was working a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, not take that pictures I, of me. Right. To take pictures. Right. Or he could have been like, okay, your turn. See, I might have been just too intimidated. Like, even now. Like, he might have been. I wouldn't want, like, you know, sometimes I'll take a picture of somebody, like, on the mic. But I'd be like, I don't want to insult Laquan even attempt to take a photo. No, I Like, that. you know what you're doing. No, people and, should feel that way. People yeah. should feel that way at the same time. <laughs> they should. It's like, Billy, you are right to feel self-conscious about that. You, <laughs> you no, don't know my angles. No, totally. Because people don't. People don't. And I and I do. And so that's why I take my own. So it was probably appropriate that he didn't try. Because I would not have liked him. But um, so that happened. And then the last part was he was going to give me a dance lesson. And like teach me like something that he would teach in a dance class. And it was cool. I was into it. I was going with it. It was great. It was great. Honestly, it was going great. And then he like kind of stopped in the middle of it. And so I was like okay he was like i don't know if like if he had a cramp or what so he went to the restroom he's like um i think it might just be gas that's what he said um well if he, he went to pee and then he came back and then was like i think it might be gas and then he went back and then he was gone for like 20 minutes and so it's like 2 a.m at this point also so i'm like laying down on the floor like half dozing off or whatever so i didn't really care because i was kind of winding down but he came back and he like laid next to me um and he's like so I've got an idea for a short film that you should like shoot direct or whatever. I'm like, what's up? He's like, so there's two people on a date. Basically, he describes the date that we're on up until the point that he's about to, you know. Um, and he's like, and then one of the people on the date goes to the restroom and um, takes the biggest shit of their adult life and the toilet won't flush. And I was like, no. I didn't really care because I was tired. I'm like, it's an old dance studio in New York. Like, whatever. You ate broccoli on a date. So this would happen. (laughs) You know, it just would happen. And so I wasn't like really that surprised. But he kept making like a spectacle out of it. He kept bringing it up. And then he kept going back to the restroom. And Like you didn't go to the back. You didn't see it. You wouldn't have known. No, I didn't see it. If he had kept his inside thought inside, you would have no idea. I wouldn't have even minded that he told me if... He didn't just keep going because like it, then if I would inch toward the restroom, um, like we were cl- we had to clean up or whatever so we could leave. Um, so I'm like clean up around was not going to going to go in the restroom in the least because I don't want to see anyone shit. Like I just sure. don't. It's not my kink. I'm not that much a freak. And so I wasn't going to go in. So he's like, I really don't want you to go in there. I'm like, I'm not. And then he just let it be weird. And he brought up his mom. He's like, oh, my God, my mom's going to laugh when I tell her this or something. Oops. And then I'm like. And he didn't kiss me goodnight at the end. He didn't make a move after. And he's hot. Like, I would have fucked him. Honestly, I would have fucked him the first time we met um, if he wanted to. He's, like, super hot. And he never, he never, like, he was trying, you know, he he was more interested. Obviously, if he just wanted to fuck, he wouldn't did all the candles and stuff. So, you know, kudos <laughs> to him. But just saying, all the times that we had hung out, he had never made, like, a sexual move, even though he expresses clearly that he wants to date me, whatever, whatever. Um, I went to his house one time and he wanted to go to a birthday party instead when I'm like chilling on his couch trying to cuddle. I'm like, well, you, this is kind of three strikes for me, honestly. Like it's kind of not, 
I mean, there were three strikes just on that one day. Yeah. Broccoli, bringing up your shit, and talking about your mom. Like, I don't yeah. know why we're mixing all this stuff too together. Much. It was too much, right? It's a whole, it's a whole God lot. bless him. He's honestly super sweet. I probably would date him again one day, but not anytime soon. You should be like, you need to regulate your diet a little bit more first before we... Uh... And I'm still trying to regulate mine. And I even... <laughs> I brought support suppositories on the date in case he needed them. I offered um suppositories for what they're like little gel cone things that you stick up your asshole and they like make you have to use the restroom and so they like clear, oh. it clears you out like pretty quick it's like an instant um like colonic laxative. yeah okay so you do that instead of like using an enema no you use both but like oh. if you feel constipated or something or like if you need like a quick kind of thing you use the, the suppository see i have my ass played with but not nearly enough that like i know all these intricacies yeah me i feel either. like i learned you, about you probably doing... get your ass played with as much as i get my ass played with but i'm just super self-conscious and <laughs> probably have like a borderline eating disorder so i'm just like I, I know the tricks <laughs> no i like to be Oops. super thorough about it because when i first started like douching I would only like go Douching until I would only do it until the bottle was um like Clear. The, the, no until it was empty uh. like until like the the like I wouldn't do it multiple multiple times I didn't know that I was supposed to um and now I just can't I do it too many times I used like last year I was using a hose that I would attach to like the shower or like if I was traveling like I would bring my hose with me for sex reasons or for bloated reasons or whatever but i was like overdoing it i'm like i'm gonna probably break my insides if i keep doing this so i cannot <laughs> do that anymore now i take like the pure fiber pills i'll use like the enema and i use the suppositories and i think that's pretty much it see bottoming and, and seems like a lot of work I, watch what i eat like not not bottoming is a lot of work that's fucking crazy it is it is a lot which one's which one is uh not less pleasurable but which one's like more work in your opinion topping or bottoming um i don't know because like when i was trying to top um it was just like a lot of pressure mm -hmm. it was like a lot of pressure and like just like eyes on you and it's like like if you go soft because you're so overwhelmed with the pressure and like overthinking in your head like okay if i don't stay hard they're gonna get mad and then it's like oh now i'm not hard um so that kind of was a lot so i honestly what what tops go through as far as like mentally in the moment that is a lot bottoms as far as like pre-prep is a lot because mm -hmm. i'll be starving myself and just like trying to make sure i'm good only for people to be like doing meth or <laughs> trying to attack me because i don't want to record or telling me they have an std minutes before i'm like ready to be penetrated so it's like doing it is a lot of work and it is a lot of disappointment <laughs> so at some point do you just like throw your hands up and be like i don't know maybe i don't need to date yeah definitely all the time every two weeks <laughs> every two weeks and right. i mean i don't yeah more than every two weeks but i'd be horny too and it's like well maybe some maybe this will be the right move and it's not ever <laughs> <laughs> what, what was a recent example of you thinking this might be the right move mm. i just feel like when i when i've gone long enough without having sex which would be which is honestly i feel like i have sex like every two every two or three months maybe um i guess when I was out of town recently. I like had sex with someone who I've had I've had sex with multiple times before, and he went soft toward toward the end. And I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, was it me? So I'm like trying to make him feel better. But I thought it was a good move because like he's nice to me and I'm nice to him. We've worked together. We um when we've had sex years in the past and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like a cool like casual. I know he doesn't want to be my boyfriend. I'm pretty sure he knows I don't want to be his. Um, and then he went soft. I'm like, "Well, damn! I can't even get fully satisfied. Jesus Christ!" And so I'm trying to make him feel better. Like. 
and like apologize like you know i hope the music wasn't too intense or like you know is everything good just trying to make him like know that mm-hmm. i had a good time still though yeah um so he didn't feel bad about it because i know like when you go soft it's like a kind of a sensitive thing and then um i did this panel on sex positivity um in atlanta and on the panel I was talking about, um, I got asked a question about uh, consensual non-monogamy and like what that means to me. And I pretty much was saying, um, just to put it briefly, like if you and I are in a relationship and you want to have sex with other people, then you just have to tell me that. Mm -hmm. And then I get to be like, okay, me too. I'm with it or I can adjust or whatever. Or no, and then I get to make the decision to leave. And if I'm single and you're in a relationship, you have to tell me that you have a partner. So I could be like, fuck your boyfriend, like I'm still with it. Or I could be like, I don't want to have sex with people who have partners unless like I know what their full situation is mm-hmm. because they be lying too and whatever. So the person that I had sex with who went soft or whatever when I was out of town, he hit me up. He was like, something you said on your panel really hit home for me. Um, you know, like when we when we were in such and such and we were like having sex or whatever. And like you asked me if like, you know, the music was too intense or whatever, whatever. I didn't respond. But, you know, the truth is like I like I'm seeing someone. And so that was why I was kind of in my head. You didn't do anything wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Send mm-hmm. me this long ass text. And I'm like people what people miss about like boundaries and about respect and about consent and all that stuff. It's like you have to tell me before, not after. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like a fucking loser. Now I feel like used. I feel like non, like I didn't fulfill you. You didn't fulfill me. Mm-hmm. I feel like a slut. I feel like I did something wrong to this person's partner, or whoever they're dating or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not fair to me. Cause if you told me in the first place, then we just could have skipped all that. And it wouldn't be any weird. Now it's like, a, now we have a weird relationship and that sucks. And I thought it was a good idea at first because it had been fine in the past. And now I'm just like, fuck you, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. That all sounds real tough. I don't know why you would, you know, why do you feel like a loser in that, you know, he had a, he was dating someone else. Um, doesn't change that he was like into you, wanted to fuck you. And if anything, you still sound like you're a winner still there. Like you still get the dick. Did I? Or you were supposed to. I mean, you I know what I mean? To, I mean, I didn't even get it. I mean, like I got some, it was fun. Okay. For, it was fun for a little bit, but I'm like, I don't, I guess I don't always care if, if they come in the end, but it's just like embarrassing for people to go soft on you regardless of what the reasons are. Really? Because so. I feel like having a dick, like one might be more, be able to be more empathetic for all those reasons, both biological and psychological for like why a dick is not hard in any one particular moment. No, I am. And I am. Because, and just like I said, told you when I like when I you know was trying to top, like, you know, would go soft. And so I do get it. And that's why I was trying to make him feel better about it. But still at the end, it still is embarrassing for me. Just be like, damn, like whatever this moment was like i just it just it's like not really even something i can explain Mm. um it just feels it just feels like embarrassing it's like damn i couldn't i didn't i didn't i didn't i don't feel like a winner i didn't feel like i won anything um and especially it happened it happens a lot kind of and I'm like, and I'm actually pretty, pretty fucking great at sex. And I give bomb heads. I've heard. I've heard. And I'm very clean. I've heard. And I'm very fucking clean. <laughs> right. And I honestly am super freaky. Like I'm with the shits. Not that kind of shit. But, um, so I'd be mind blown. Cause I'd be impressed with myself, but I'm also like very into the other person and very present. And somehow it just be happening. It just be happening. And I don't like, it's a stack of embarrassment and personal embarrassment. Um, and just like, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't, it just doesn't be feeling good for me to not have like a home run sex in a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, but everyone's always calling me a hottie or trying to be in my DMs or whatever. 
That's got to fuck with your head a little bit. If, like, if I'm so hot, why is it so hard to get fucked? Why is it so hard? And why are so many people with boyfriends always, like, trying to bother me, but then they even still don't want to fuck either? Not actually. So, I don't know. It's a lot. It's difficult. I thought it would have been easier. I thought it would, I really thought it would have been easier. Being such a, like, impressive hottie who's good in bed. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. these are all the elements that should result and in who, more sex. who makes his own money and who is, like a grown-ass fucking person it's like Prasita looks like that and he's getting laid all the time why am i not getting fucked <laughs> Girl, i do not know i do not know what the solution is i was, just had to say thank god for my max connor dildo replica because that is most of the sex i've ever had at this point and just like thinking about just old memories just to keep me warm in bed <laughs> um it, it, while still respecting what we talked about before about uh boundaries of this but old memory that i love my favorite <laughs> is back from Eldert street uh-huh uh and at the time you were seeing my roommate and yeah. y'all were down the hall for me one night i was watching a very uh wow i'm getting goosebumps just it's called gerald's game i have not finished the movie for mm -hmm. for reasons uh <laughs> there is a scene where like a one basically there's a woman who like is doing BD, like a kinky scene with her husband she's in handcuffs and like handcuffed to the bed but then the husband has a fucking heart attack like off the bed trauma and there's no one in this lake house there's no one to hear her scream right she just had the body and then like there's the climactic moment she has to like there's like a piece of glass. She's that, she's basically got kind of like saw her like like get, she's got to slip her hand out the cuff oh, in a gory God manner. Fucking God. And I got all fucking lightheaded and I was like, I need water. So I stood and this is late at night. So I stand up, I go and I'm like, I stand up and I'm like, oh, I do not have my legs with me. I am. A, I'm going to faint. I'm not those. I'm not the type to faint at the sight of blood, but mm -hmm. I'm just like whoa and so like i get to the stairs we lived in a duplex so i get to the stairs and i'm like i fall down and i'm just yelling help oh my do you remember god. this night oh you remember my this night god yes i do <laughs> <laughs> the other roommate john and you and my other roommate all came out to, to check in on me and <laughs> y'all got me settled in and sat down in some water and then oh my and then god he, that totally happened <laughs> your ex is just like yeah we were fucking and then i heard you and i was like did he say help Damn. Damn. Very, <laughs> very much damn. Oh my God. And I was like, that's a good roommate who's like, I will stop bomb sex to go like see if Billy's okay. It was bomb. The other part of why it's, it's like also hard to move on is because definitely best sex I've ever had still. Every time, every time it's amazing. While I know that it is. I think one time I got, I was sucking my own toes while he was fuck, sucking his toes while he was fucking me. It was just a lot. And it's just very, he's very good at that for sure. It, it, yeah we talked and we, everyone else seems to not be <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we mentioned the whole like getting over not just like a breakup but then like the loss of this future but also again yeah. if it's best sex of the life you go like part of me it feels like i, I i've like uh hit the peak heroin and then it's like oh, what am I, i'm gonna go have like normal sex right. like i know where the best is and it's in <laughs> it's like i know where the best sex of my life is <laughs> mm -hmm. everything else is gonna be lesser than I feel the same way about dating. I'm like, do I want to like go try to make connections? Cause like what connection could I possibly make? That's going to be 90% of what that was so far. Nothing, but you know, I think you also have to just be like open to it. And that's like not a part I'm at yet, but I, we'll, we'll get, I definitely have like, there has been one person who has like m maybe come close to like romance, like has come close, definitely romantically uh, as far as like fulfilling and sexually, but just not consistent enough 
what's consistent for you? Like, what do you, what is it you want in a relationship? Um, honestly, like, I would love for like people to say things with their chest. I feel like I've gotten like people would tell me like they don't tell me things because I don't want to hear it, which maybe is true sometimes because like things are hard to hear, but it's like, you still have to tell me. <laughs> you still have to tell me so, like, we know and, like, uh, you know. And I, obviously that all gets fuzzy and complicated. I'm still, like, learning how to how to set boundaries and how to kind of, like, respect myself as well. And, like, you have to know that you have to ask these questions and not be afraid of the answers or whatever those whatever that, that kind of thing is. Um, I don't know. But I, I just want people to say things. Like, if you're in love with me but you but but you are stuck on your ex and, like, that's what you want to you want to figure that out. Like, I don't know, just say that and let's figure out how to move forward or how not to. Or and like as opposed to just like keep showing up at my door every three weeks after we decide to not be together. And then you want to have a new boyfriend and whatever, whatever. That kind of thing happens to me a lot where it's like I feel like I'm like I, there's one person I feel like I'm their consistent rebound. Like every time they get off of someone, they come straight back to me for years. And it's like. I yeah i don't know i want some consistency and some upfrontness and some like a little bit less fear too like a little bit less fear and and for me the way that i grew up and the way that i was just like raised is um it's kind of like work it out like my parents are pretty loyal um with each other and with their Mm -hmm. partners and and so my grandma as well so i'm kind of like you're my person we have to work this out like why are you quitting why is anyone quitting like let's just have the fight if we need to have the fight and then just like move on but everyone's not actually for everyone so you can't like force things if it feels like a force or if it's not feeling good for you or whatever but some people have a hard time doing the moving forward part and then the next thing always has to involve the previous the previous fights instead of dealing with what's in front of you in the moment yeah i mean that's probably me as well (laughs) yeah but i'm just like let's just stay and figure it out forever and we'll figure it out and it'll work out but like if you leave and we have all these months apart then it doesn't feel like it but people need space to grow and be their own person and i'm easily distracted also so um i have work to do and you know i've been doing it and so that's good um i think that if i did have a partner right now like an act like an actual like committed kind of thing um i think i would be too distracted to do out 100 stuff or to be guesting on podcasts or just like whatever i probably i don't know I'm a pretty decent multitasker, but things be slipping through the cracks. <laughs> well, you're doing a lot of big things. You got your uh, you're one of the co-hosts of this uh, this big show, the the Him Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do some work with Moby, mm-hmm. uh, which I remember like y'all talking about back when, back on Central and mm-hmm. uh, the events been, that they would been do. Working with Moby for a minute. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that work? Yeah. So so Moby Fest um, is uh, so Moby is mobilizing our brothers initiative is is a black queer run um organization there's five of us who run it um there used to be six and we uh put on events for just like the black queer community just to feel celebrated and to focus on their wellness and offer them like access to resources and information um that will like affirm their living as well as uh kind of like educate them just about like their wellness and health and like therapy and like hiv and um treatment and all that kind of stuff um so every year we have a festival called moby fest which is coming up which is in june every year mm-hmm. um and as well as moby talks um, moby talks we do three a year and um they're like conversation style like panel discussions kind of and um we have like other activations in it where black black queer men um 
talk on the stage just about like their experiences and then we do like a q a after whatever whatever i've done it digitally before during the pandemic we mm-hmm. i put out documentaries and then the festival is like a music and arts festival so we have an art show day and then we have like a day where there's just like a bunch of performers um singing dancing rapping whatever um and yeah and, and my ex actually introduced me to moby um back in what 2018 I think it was and I had uh we were both like trying to get jobs like um so we were trying to get tickets to this tech conference um this queer tech conference and then so I asked Moby he told me to ask Moby for like a free ticket um because they were the sponsor and they hit me up they hit me back like hey yeah we actually um have been following your work for a minute like you can have the free tickets but also would you like to produce something for our um for our festival I was like yeah bad okay cool so me and me and my ex we um I don't like calling him that. That feels weird. I didn't. Um, yeah, I didn't want to name drop. I also didn't know. No, how, that's okay. How we don't. It, yeah. we, no, he knows his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we made a documentary together called "The Study of Him," where we were just asking each other questions about love and like what love looks like for us. We asked other people like in the community. We actually asked him podcasts who I had never heard mm-hmm. of until he told me about them. Um, we we interviewed him podcasts, asking them about love and like what it's like to be in love or um whatever as like a black queer person we asked people like what keeps you going um we've talked to people like on the street about it and things like that and that was the first time i ever did any video work and it's the first documentary that i've ever done um and it was like a really you know very much flawed is of course like with audio and stuff because i've never done it before but it was a really beautiful project honestly that's nice to revisit and sweet what kind of resources did you have like as a black gay kid in ohio growing up Mm, as far as what did you have any like tangible resources or people in your life who you could look to as examples, people you could talk to? Oh, um, me and my parents have always been pretty open with each other for the most part. But as far as like, I didn't know any queer people or any gay people or anything like in Ohio until I got to college. Um, but, at, but when I got to college, everyone was like slowly coming out, even like, even my ex, like when, when we met each other, we were both straight. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, so like it was still, so there was not, there was no clear examples until, until I moved here and just like started going to events yeah. and meeting and meeting the people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you, you wish there had been a Moby, uh, back home. Totally. Um, honestly, back home, like back in college, there was a group called, um, black united students and that's where i really started kind of leaning into community and and focusing even more on it i was focused on it in high school but like more in a community service national honor society kind of way and back in and in college i can't um black united students was more uh it's like we're over here because i went to a pwi too and and they they a lot of the organizations kind of were trying to get us to raise money for the school i'm like well i still have to pay my tuition (laughs) so i'm not really interested in raising money for you anymore um so it was really cool when i found the black united students organization which um x was the president of so like my first time like really really like noticing him was when he's like on the front talking had a microphone or or in the front of the room big ass smile just like leading the leading the room and and building community and trying to figure out how to make people feel safer and better you were like oh president yeah it's like like, marry me screw daddy president no seriously i was like okay okay (laughs) um yeah that was super hot but um it was really really helpful and like they graduated before me and so like i stayed in the organization for as long as i before until Mm -hmm. i moved here um but that was a pla- black united students was a place where i really found community and there were queer people in there and um i felt like appreciated and i felt like my talents were being utilized and 
um stuff for as long as i did feel that and so that was like a good um example mm-hmm. moby is kind of like the gay version the gay the gay adult version of the black united students that i did in college gotcha and what like among your like intersecting communities that you're a part of out here in new york what do you think is missing hmm um what comes to mind is nothing i feel like i feel like it's not I don't feel like anything is really missing. I feel like the people within the community just have to believe in the community and keep on showing up. And we have to keep on making our own things um, and making space for our own shit. Because uh, one thing that kind of puts me off in general is uh, a lot of like upset about representation and a lack of it. While I, I do think that it is valid... But I also think that like we have so much power to be able to like make our own books, our own TV shows, our own blah, 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 that we don't really have to like beg to be in vogue or beg to be in like whatever the next thing is, um, because we have like the skill, talent and um, we can we don't we like know how to talk to people to get money mm-hmm. um, to, 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 to do the stuff. And my goal, one of my biggest goals with my career and all like the different things that I do in my career is to make my community see themselves and see that we are able to do these things ourselves Mm -hmm. and we don't have to like beg for inclusion and like all the other stuff because when we do beg for inclusion and all the other things it's not really authentic it's not really for us we get like the makeup ends up being bad because like certain people don't know how to do makeup on us or they don't know how to light us well or um, we get underpaid or used or the messaging is very, very um, small and brief and not deep or not genuine or just like whatever those things are. And I think that when we do when we take care of ourselves, which we can and we should be doing, um, then we won't we don't really need um, like the other people to take care of us. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily uh, you don't need to rely on legacy media in, in the way that people want to like the people shouting like we got to get in vogue. Do you? Yeah. Like Do we? I, that's like, a very 2007 sentence. Yeah, totally. For me, for me personally, <laughs> yeah. like that's not something that I care about. Um, because like I've seen what black people produce and queer people produce and, um, it just feels like more of a fit. Like it, like I have never, like I, to be in vogue is, has never been a goal of mine. And if I ever was, like, that's totally fine. Like, I'm going to accept it. I'm, I'll, I'll put it on my, you know, page, whatever. Even I was in the New York Times recently, and um, <laughs> that was definitely never a goal of mine. I definitely don't read the news, the, the New York Times then, now, and, and I probably still won't do it <laughs> in the future. But it's a good but, clip to have. But it was, a, it was a nice little flex. It was cool. And it was really just, like, a response of me just wearing lingerie all the time. And they were like, hey, can we interview you and take pictures of you, like, doing that? Something that you do every day anyway. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sure. And so that was like a cool little moment. Yeah. Um, but it's not, but the, no, those things are never the goal and those are not my proudest accomplishments and those are not where I want my, like my life to be centered or focused. Mm. Well, Laquan, do you have a, do you have like another 10, 15 minutes? I, I want to yeah, respect sure. your time. Okay. Yeah, I'll do fine. a little bonus episode for the Patreon. Yeah, sure, sure. I think, I think it'd be cool to talk a little bit about like what makes a photo sexy, how you, find and express sexuality in yeah, yeah. in photography how can billy be a hotter model for his only fans yeah um but for now where can people go to find you and taking all the work that you do sure so they can find my work look at, at you in some skimpy ass outfits yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> so many there's so many of them <laughs> um i'm surprised we didn't have 
by like the end of it, I'm surprised it wasn't a clothing optional apartment. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I was like, everyone there like had some hoish tendencies. Uh-huh. I was like, can we all just like ditch, like be like, hey, you need to go make tea. You don't need pants for that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, see, the goal was we were supposed to move in together and have our little naked apartment and just be fucking all the time and making money. You know, <laughs> but I'll save that for later. But you can find my work at uh, at Laquan Dawson on Instagram and on Twitter or LaquanDawson.com um, has like my whole portfolio with like all my photos, my video work. Um, same thing on Vimeo, same thing on YouTube. Um, it's first and last name. Yeah fantastic fantastic well people go follow me on the places and uh patreon people you're gonna hear a bonus episode tomorrow but for now laquan why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody goodbye and thank you so much man hope for having me (laughs) okay that whole story about me fainting after gerald's game look i i am insistent that i'm not the type to faint easily and almost to prove it to myself i then like for a couple weeks afterwards, I just fucking binge marathon watched all of the Saw movies. I don't know, there's like nine or ten of them. I watched them all. I wanted to prove to myself, like, yeah, I can watch someone inject themselves with like 30,000 needles and be chill because I'm a fucking man. Sound healthy to you all, everybody? I have two therapists. What's up? At this point, folks, you should be following me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on tweets at the Billy Presida. I'm on the IGs until I get too sexy. They kick me off at Billy is Presida. And folks, I am starting to post content again on the OnlyFans. Yes, I even took my first jerk off video for the first time in oh so long. So if you want to catch some of that, Keep your eyes out for future collabs. You can follow my OnlyFans for free at OnlyFans.com slash CallMeBilly. But of course, the best way to support the show and support the work that I'm doing is to become a member on Patreon. Laquan's got a great bonus episode coming out tomorrow talking about, you know, how we can take sexier photos, but also a little bit about what his first impressions of me were. And let me tell you, it was not all positive. Uh, I am ashamed and you can get access at patreon.com slash man podcast that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash man podcast uh, ciao buongiorno buonanotte e un, e un serpente en il mio stevalo I don't know why the examples always say that there's a snake in the boot I don't know if that's like an issue in Italy But I'm just going to, like, not bring boots and hope that works out for me. (laughs) Always forever, never whatever. Stay slutty. If you feel like it, of course. Honor your body. Are you looking to start a podcast? Want to use audio as a marketing tool for your small business? Enjoy free credits when you use my promo code BILLY at Libsyn.com. That's Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, or click the link in the show notes.